0: blog talk radio hi and welcome to another episode of holistic living i'm tara i'm so excited to have you with me today because we are talking about the new year so happy new year i hope everyone was able to enjoy the holidays and take time off and spend with yourself with your family with those that you love And now it is time to get into the energy of 2018. And so for me, my intention for today's podcast is to share with you how I sat down this year and kind of mapped out the direction that I want to go this year. So I have many goals and aspirations and intentions And so with all of this kind of up in a bubble, I didn't quite know what to do with it all. And so I realized that I wanted to listen to how other people had also set their intentions for this year. Um, In years past, I have belonged to different groups, and so I've gone with those groups to set intentions for the year or to see what I needed to be listening for this year to really drop down into that space of listening and guidance. And so this year, I did it a little bit differently than I have in the past. I listened to several different podcasts of those that I follow and listened to what they, what methods they chose and where they were going. Not that I want to go in their direction, just as an example of how they were manifesting what they wanted to manifest in the new year. Um I also like several different people I follow on social media. I thought, oh, I wonder how they are setting up their new year. And so I took the culmination of all of these uh different platforms and media and and put them all together and did a couple of things that resulted in my new year intentions. And so one of the people that I follow really made a great point that I loved that there is a difference in energy of a new year's resolution and your intention for the new year, which I loved and really resonated with me because I had noticed in the past when I would set my new year's resolution, the energy behind even saying that or thinking about my resolution always felt really heavy and almost blocked. Like I was blocking something or, that it was just a resolution and I had to do it and I had to see it through. Otherwise I was failing. <clears throat> and so then she talked about the intention or, or the energy behind intention, setting a new year's intention or several different intentions, which I really loved because on the last yoga class that I attended for 2017, we talked about what an intention is versus a goal. So, she explained it and I really like the explanation the difference of an intention versus a goal is that a goal is something that is in the future and there's nothing wrong with this, absolutely but the goal is something that is in the future almost as if you intend to do it in the future, the energy is in the future and you have that goal versus the intention is right now is in the present, I intend to be how I intend to be, how I intend to feel. And so that, just that little shift made me realize, oh, I want to set New Year's intentions. I have some goals that I want to look at in the new year. I definitely want to set business goals energetically, emotionally, I wanted to set intentions for the new year and I really wanted to tap in to the wisdom of the universe to hear the wisdom and the guidance from the universe for the whole, for 2018. And I wanted to listen to see, are we in alignment? Are we on the same page (coughs) for 2018? And so I incorporated all of the different pieces that I had listened to, and sat in a meditation for probably 15 or 20 minutes, not with a specific intention, but just to get silent, get quiet, and get centered. So I sat in the meditation, and then I pulled out, I have probably... I don't know, maybe 10 card decks, 10 different card decks, tarot cards and angel cards. Um, I have a deck of Gabby Bernstein's, which are beautiful. So I have diff- lots of different card decks, but about 10 probably. Um, and so I just sat with all of them and felt into the ones that wanted to be heard in the new year. And so I think four different decks came forward that I chose And used those for each month. So that is using a divination tool. So divining, listening to the cards. And so for each particular month, I chose a card. So I think it was like January through March or April, I chose from one particular deck. And then I chose three or four more from another deck. And then another deck only wanted it to have two cards. And so I just listened and tuned in to how that unfolded. And then I chose three from one deck for the overarching theme for the whole year. And so it's so interesting to get into that type of divination for me, because first of all, I love it because There are words on the cards, and there are, if it's tarot, it's numerology that you can tap into. There are pictures on the cards that you can tap into. The pictures have a million things to say, depending on what you're looking at, what you're supposed to see, and then there's actual words on the cards. And then, by and large, most card decks come with a book that has even more explanation. And so, I love to use that method. Sometimes I feel lazy and I don't want to tap into my intuition. Other times I want to tap in, and I also want some validation that what I'm tapping into on my own is what's going on. And so then I will, after the fact, read the cards or um, uh, read the book that has the um, lessons in them. And so, yeah, I did that for each month of the year. And so it's so telling and revealing. And what I find, I don't know if you can relate to this, but what I find is that I have done this in years prior, or even just for the week, or for the month, or like about a situation, I will draw a card and ask for more guidance, and then I think, oh, yeah, I got it, I totally got this situation, I know exactly what's going to go down, I know how I'm supposed to do this, and it's, the the situation unfolds almost completely differently than I have planned out in my mind, Yet when I look at the card, I think, oh my God, the card said exactly how it planned out. I was just thinking something differently. And most of the time when I think differently, it's I've gone down a rabbit hole of some type of fear or judgment that I have allowed in. And I almost get a chuckle out of myself. And so I looked through this whole overarching theme for the year and it's so interesting because this was on a personal level and on a business level, both. And I sat with the cards beforehand and I set my intention to, I would like, you know, guidance um, emotionally where I'm going to be this year. I would like guidance work-wise, business-wise, how I am going to evolve, where I need to go, where I need to put my focus, <clears throat> and so I left the rest of it just up to the universe to give me that guidance, and so ooh, it was powerful. Um, I loved it. I will share just the first, um, the first, like the overall three, and then just this month, so you can kind of get a Um, a feeling to see if this is something that resonates with you. Perhaps you want to do this for your year. Um, Perhaps you want to set goals more instead of doing intentions. Perhaps it feels better for you to do resolutions. There's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just what feels really good for you. So my overall, three overall cards for the year were Prosperity, meaning I am giving and receiving prosperity. The second one was classes, that I am a teacher and a student at the same time, which really resonates with me because it's just been within the last several months that I've had a good chuckle with myself because I have always wanted to be a perpetual student. Like I have always thought, Boy, if someone would pay me, I would be in classes all day long, every day, with your regular breaks in between. But I love the process of learning. I love knowledge. I love learning about new topics. And so I've always wanted to be that student. And so it's just dawned on me within the last several months, probably within the last six months, that that's exactly what I'm doing. I am a perpetual student learning about me, learning about many different topics in this world with this podcast, with the new podcast that's coming up. I've already interviewed several people with amazing topics to talk about and having conversations in spaces that, emotional spaces and spaces of knowledge, conversations and topics that I really wasn't privy to nor have I sought out up until now. And so I am being that perpetual student. And by me talking to you and getting these podcasts out, getting the information out and starting these conversations, I am being the teacher. And so that is part of my focus this year is being the teacher and equally being the student. And the third is The third card was inspiration, that yes, it was a great confirmation for me to receive this card because there are so many ideas that I have for this year and so many areas that I've already started going forward in. Um, And so inspiration let me know that my ideas are divinely guided, they are inspired by the universe, please take action is what the card said. And so that was a great piece for me to see and hear and feel because sometimes we're just in our humanness and we doubt what we know or we doubt what we get intuitively. And so it's really good to receive that acknowledgement and that validation um, from a card, from an angel card, from an angel card reading or from a psychic or whomever, however you get your validation. So those are my three overall cards for the year. Prosperity, teacher and student, and inspiration. Now, specifically for January for my first card. Oh, so before I start talking about January, let me talk about also uh, one of the other really fun deep diving things that I did um, for my, my 2018 layout. Um, I went to a shamanic class on or workshop this past weekend all day on Saturday. And it was fantastic. It was with a group of women that this was the first time I had met up with them. And so I loved it. Our shaman that led us through this whole process on Saturday, it was a six hour, seven, seven hour, six hour um, process was amazing. It was to also dig deep into the energy of 2018 and what we can be learning what we should be focusing on, um, just anything that we needed to know. And so, as she was preparing for the workshop, she said she wanted to dive into who or what deity would be best suiting for that particular workshop. And we worked with Ananaki. If I'm not pronouncing that right, I apologize. Anunnaki, the goddess of necessity. And so as she talked about the goddess of necessity, we also talked about constraint and how constraint can help us because constraint kept coming up as a necessary piece of 2018. And so initially when she talked about constraint, I thought, how can this even be a piece of the greater good constraining something when in actuality as we talked about it more and it unfolded so effortlessly I then saw the bigger picture you know she used the analogy of a tree and a tree growing inside the bark right so it's rooted in the ground its roots are down under the dirt and as it grows up upward it doesn't just grow like a vine or like a creeper grass. It literally is constrained in the bark as it grows up and up and up before it releases its leaves. And so that type of constraint is serving the tree, right? So I looked at it from that perspective of the constraint helps us grow. And so then the question that I asked that we were to all ask ourselves is how, what is constraint that helps me grow? How am I looking at the constraint and how can I make this constraint? How can I, how can I work with this constraint? How can it become my fate versus my nemesis? Because I think the word constraint almost brings a negative connotation with it. When in fact, it can be very good. I also look at from, look at constraint from the personal aspect of I, I'm sure I have ADD because I am just all over the place. And unless I have a plan or several things written down for the day, I can get nothing done but can be incredibly busy. And so for me, that constraint looks like having a list of to-dos and really focusing. Even when I have a list of to-dos, I can still be all over the place. So, for me, in that constraint is really good. I also looked at it from the perspective of one of the things that I came into 2018 with was moving forward so quickly, when in fact, I'm not ready to move forward as fast as I thought. And we'll get back into that here in just a little bit. So, for me, the constraint of remaining present where I am is serving me better fast-forwarding and jumping to where I think I should be right now. So for me I am working with this piece of constraint in a positive way. So we worked with her with the goddess of necessity asking how I make this constraint into my destiny into the positive aspect and what might arise as a constraint this year that I can work with. And so it was completely spot on. So then we asked these questions, and then she did drumming for, I don't even know, maybe 20, 25 minutes. And so <clears throat> my going into this year, I had had several points in the last couple of months where I had almost um, thought I was having an anxiety attack because there are so many projects that I want to start on. And some of them I've started on, but completely devote to because I have other projects going on and I can see a bigger picture of all these different projects that I want to do, that I want to incorporate into this new podcast, into this new website. Um, and so, and into several other different projects that I have going on and, and are starting on, and there's only so many hours of the day, and I have a family, and I have me, and I was out running several weeks ago when my chest started feeling incredibly heavy. I have never experienced a panic attack or an anxiety attack, and I was thinking about you know all the different things that needed to happen and what I needed to get started in order for these things to start unfolding and who I needed to start contacting for these specific things to unfolding to unfold, you know, and on and on and on. And so I was full on future tripping. And then I was thinking what I had to do today, like what needed to be done today. And so I found myself like my chest was heavy as I was running and I was becoming short of breath and I had to stop and start and begin walking instead of running. And so by the time I was done I had realized that it was the beginnings of an anxiety attack. My chest was so heavy. I was so short of breath. Not normal for me ever. I've never experienced that. And so that was the beginning of realizing I needed to shift something. And so I kept writing this, writing this wave of being in the future versus being right now And I talked it out with my husband and talked about, you know, I think this is what had happened. And so we talked about how I can get out or what my pattern was. So I first had to see my pattern of future tripping and worrying about the future and just barely taking care of the present, like doing just what needed to be done in the present moment. But really future tripping, because I felt like that's where the important stuff was lying The important stuff isn't lying right now. So that was my misconception for me. And so I hung out with that for a little while, for several days. I hung out with the fact that I have been future tripping almost all of my life. The more I hung out with it, the more I realized I've always been what's coming up next. And it's been a challenge for me to be with right now. Although I will say a caveat to that is I know when I'm present. I am present in meditation when I do it faithfully. Now, I took like two weeks off during the whole vacation. I practiced maybe a couple of times meditation. And when I began again Saturday, a couple days ago, I realized my mind was really busy. Because when you keep the practice of meditation going, your mind easily settles into that space of quiet reflection. When you don't practice, the monkey mind takes over. And so I realize that I am really present during meditation. I realize that I am present when I'm running because I'm physically demanding of my body in those moments, that hour of running I'm present. I'm present with my feet hitting the ground. I'm present with my breathing. I'm present with my thoughts. Often I will listen to podcasts, but I am still present right then and there with my body. I am present right now. Like I'm present in my podcasts. When I'm podcasting, I'm so present because I want to make sure that I am talking with you that I'm not talking about the future. I mean, I'm right here. And when I have a guest on, I am listening, actively listening to that guest. And so I am present then. I'm present in yoga because it demands it. When you are in yoga and you are in a specifically challenging pose or even at the end of class in Savasana, I'm present. But when I'm working or when I'm with my family, I will tell you right now, I have not been fully present. I've been in the future. I've, I can recognize that now and see that even when I'm with my children and looking back, it's like this reflective piece that has gone on over the last couple of weeks. That's why I took two weeks off so that I could see all of this. <laughs> um, yeah, I have looked back at my raising my kids. I was, with them, you know, right in the moment if we were doing crafts or whatever was going on, if we were baking something or creating something or doing homework or you know even in the car driving or doing fun activities or oh, not fun activities. I was present with them, but I was equally already thinking what's going to happen next? What else do I have to do? Okay, so the next thing is a doctor appointment or the next thing is dinner or what are we having for dinner or do I need to do groceries? Do I need to do laundry? So I have. I can recognize now that my mind is always moving forward, going to the next thing, and it's not even the next best thing. It's just what's coming up next so that I haven't been fully 100% in the present moment. And so what that has done for me business-wise is when I'm not fully present in the moment, I'm not giving it my all. And so as much as I'm fully present in my podcast, I am giving it my all. Yet when I'm planning for it, or if I'm writing my book, oh, writing my book, I'm also present. But when I'm planning, I think I should be planning for the future instead of really focusing on that podcast prior to it, planning out that podcast, doing a little bit more research around that podcast being with my family versus being with them and doing 10 other things at the same time. So that is where I sat for about the two, to three weeks. Well, for about three weeks, fully two weeks that I took off during the break. But all of this came in right before the break, which was completely perfect timing because it allowed me to have the time and the mental break and the capacity to sit with all of this, of where I have been going with all of this. Do I want to continue this or do I not want to continue this? And of course, for me, the answer was not. Not continuing this because that semblance of a start of an anxiety attack, there was nothing good about it for me. And it's just the trigger. My body saying, hey, this isn't working anymore, and we need to shift this up. So I had also in those two weeks off had acupuncture and massage. And I'm so, so, so fortunate and thankful and grateful that both my acupuncturist and my massage therapist are super tuned in, turned on one of the shaman. Well, they are both shamanic healers. They also both have so many facets that they bring other than just what they're doing. And so I brought this to the table with my massage therapist and we talked about it and he does shamanic journeys while he's massaging my body. And usually um, my, one of my guides is Mary Magdalene. And so usually he has really in-depth conversations with her as I'm laying the table and then comes back out to talk and bring forth the message. <clears throat> and so that piece played in and I, I brought to the table my, previous desire to be in the future versus being now and what that was about. Interestingly enough, we had a really great conversation about what it means to continuously need to be in the future versus being right now, and there are so many, many, many meanings why one needs to not be in the present and being in the future. For me, what it was representing was not being enough in the present moment. Like I didn't feel like I was enough in the present moment. This wasn't enough for me. I had to also have what's coming up. I needed more. So on some level, I felt like my life right now in this present moment isn't enough. I need more. Where did that come from? Of course it came from childhood. Everything that we do <laughs> comes from childhood. And so then you have to look at the fear. What fear is around I'm not being good enough right now in the, in the present moment? Why do I need to be in the future? And I also had, well, I also had the mindset, the thought process of I'm the only one that can do it, and if I'm not doing this stuff, who else is going to do it? Who else is going to plan it? Which meant I wasn't fully trusting the universe. I mean, for real, I just read, well, all last year, read Gabby's book, The Universe Has Your Back, and so I was really practicing it in all other areas of my life except this one. So that really came forth for me, that I wasn't trusting. I wasn't surrendering. And it's been so interesting because I wrote last year about surrendering and about trust and about having faith. And in all areas of my life, except my business, it was not having faith and having trust and just relaxing back into the fullness of the universe. Like I wasn't trusting that the universe had my back. So those two realizations were awesome. I mean, it's just like that. It was like taking the huge breath, reminding myself like, right, I don't have to do it all. And if I think I have to do it all, then I'm not trusting in that higher power. And I'm using the universe because that's what I call it. So it's whatever you call it, God or Buddha or a higher the spirit or um, Any other names are not coming to mind right now, so I apologize. But whatever you call that greater, higher power, I wasn't trusting in in that place. And so by acknowledging that and realizing that I wanted to trust in that peace again and just even acknowledging that I wasn't brought forth that ginormous exhale of, oh, right. I can trust in this again. Like, I can trust in this piece. I forgot to trust that the universe also has my back in my business. Ah, oh, And that was a huge shift, huge shift for me of just realizing that. Also acknowledging and just seeing the fear piece of how am I right now in the moment? Why do I think I'm not good enough? right now in this moment? Well, part of what we came up with was I was still replaying old songs of my past. I was replaying pieces of my childhood, and I was allowing them to replay and replay of I'm not good enough. And so I'm doing, I'm also most of the time, doing personal development and self-help, like I just love that. It's totally my jam, and it feeds me. It feeds me to continually dig deeper into myself to release whatever blocks I have. And so, I'm releasing so many different beliefs, old beliefs, that this one particularly was stuck: that I'm not good enough. And it came from childhood, and it came from the private school that I went to, and it came from the, I'm sure there are fantastic nuns about now, but in the very early 70s, boy, they walked around with the rulers, and you got smacked, and you were told to be quiet, and just the subliminal message of you're never going to be good enough, and you are a sinner, was just really present for me. (laughs) And I'm sure you can relate to this if you ever went to Catholic school. and so. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that's how it was when I grew up. And it still sat with me. But here's the thing. I was allowing it to sit with me. And I was allowing that drum to continually beat in the background. And I wasn't willing to let it go for whatever reason. Well, actually, I know the reason. Because to let it go meant that I'm okay to step into the greatness, right? I think we hold on to fear of our greatness. Like it's the last breath we're ever going to take on this earth. Because I know you've all heard that saying, and I don't even know how exactly it goes, but the thing that we fear the most is the fear of our greatness. Like the greatness that we're supposed to show up with here on the planet is so ginormous that we're afraid of it. And you can break that down. You know, you could be afraid of people seeing you for the real you because you feel like the real you isn't good enough. So anyway, moving on. I was so still into that story. So then I went to my acupuncture appointment. And so he had me all needled up. And then he does um, craniosacral. He does energetic body work. He does so many different modalities while I am... Laying on the table with the needles in. And so, most of the time, I have some really trippy sessions. Sometimes I will just lay there and almost fall asleep. Um, But just the rebalancing of all the energy meridians in the body, when you bring everything back into uh, working order so that everything is in cooperation, fantastic things happen for me. And so, as I was laying there on the table, interestingly enough, Two things popped in Justin Bieber and the Beastie Boys (laughs) so which was so surprising and random because I'm not a follower of either one I mean I'm full aware who they are but not a follower and so Justin Bieber came in and he was just as clear in my mind as if he were sitting with me having a conversation and he said you know I was thrown into the spotlight before I wasn't ready and you're not really ready yet. So quit that future tripping because what you're doing right now is exactly what you need to be doing. You are in the space that you need to be in right now. Everything else in the future that you want to happen, you've put that intention out there and it's all going to happen, but it's not going to happen if you're in the future and not in the present creating what needs to happen in the present. Like I can't read your book until you write it right? So I have to be right here, right now, reading my book, not planning on how I'm going to do book tours, because there's no book yet, because I haven't written it, because I'm not right here. So that was super fun. I mean, just super fun to have him pop in, his higher self, like he just popped right in and was a great example. He just really let me know, like, hey, You're not ready. And I wasn't ready. Like I was thrown into this huge spotlight and so much shit goes down when you're not ready for what you think you're ready for. So just be here right now. Everything else will take care of itself if you're just right here, right now in the moment. And so that was awesome and fun. So then I laid on the table a little bit more and I just was relaxing. And I thought that was, you know, I didn't expect anything else because that was in and of itself fun and revealing at the same time. I got exactly what I needed. Then the next thing I heard was the Beastie Boys singing sabotage as in, listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage from like the eighties probably. And it was like, they were again, right next to me with their microphones, singing, listen all y'all, it's a sabotage. (laughs) And I I didn't chuckle because I was so zoned out, but in my mind, I knew exactly what they were saying. And it repeated itself probably three or four times. And by the first time, I knew exactly what was going on. I was sabotaging myself by sitting in the belief that I'm not good enough and that my childhood was still In this particular area of beliefs, hanging on, like by hanging on to this belief of I'm not good enough, I'm sabotaging myself in my present self and in my future self, that let go, like let go of it, be done with it, you're beating that drum, beating that dead horse, let it go, it's time, and that's what I got from the Beastie Boys, (laughs) Funny that I'm telling you because I, I hadn't planned on telling you those two pieces, but I felt like they were just fun to tell you. And maybe something of it resonates with you. I don't know. So, with those two pieces in mind, with my acupuncture and with my massage and with the intentions that I had set, I went to this workshop on Saturday and it was incredible for me. It was incredibly revealing and amazing. And so what I got out of the goddess of necessity, we started meditating. Uh, she, she used the drum, which really sets you into this particular um, brainwave. I can't remember which one it is. Um, yeah, no, I can't remember. I'm not even going to pretend to remember. Um, so it puts you in that brainwave where it's a meditative state. And so the first person I met was the grizzly bear, which he is very concise. He's very much in the present. Um, And he he said, time would be my constraint for this year. And so I asked him how I could work with that. How can I bring that, that constraint of time to my advantage? Because like I said, like I, I want things done yesterday. I am impatient. I know patience is my, If not my biggest lesson of this lifetime is patience. If there's something else bigger, I'll let you know. But patience is, yeah, that's it for me. It's the biggest lesson this lifetime is patience. And so what I got from that journey was use it to learn presence and to listen. Get back to your meditation and up it to two times a day instead of just in the morning do it in the morning and then whenever else I need it to just get present. Even if it's like five minutes, like literally shutting everything off or turning on meditation music or, or whatever, but just shutting everything down for five minutes or 15 minutes grounding again, getting present with myself. So whenever I find myself wanting to future trip or feeling anxious, getting present and meditating. So that is, using that constraint of time to my advantage. Um, And so it was also interesting because when I've done these types of journeys before, I have some crazy fun journeys. Like I will come, like, let's say, for example, I had the grizzly bear, like the grizzly bear would take me to another planet. We would experience all these random things on this planet, or he would know me down deep in a cave and give me all this incredible wisdom. And so That is a very familiar place for me to be, and I love it, and it's really fun. And so what I noticed as the grizzly bear was giving me this information was that I was already thinking of what I was going to write down. I was already thinking of what I was going to share with the group because I love to share, always love to share. And I was future tripping. like I was literally future tripping in my meditation, in my shamanic journey. And the bear started laughing at me at a situation, not, you know, not literally at me, but laughing at the situation of what I was doing. And I sat there going, are are we going to go on a journey? Like, what are we going to do here? I was trying to plan. I wasn't allowing. And he said, no, we're not going anywhere. Like what you need to do is be present with every single beat of that drum that she is drumming. We're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're just going to listen. And as challenging as it was for me, it was extremely calming and reassuring, like a huge hug that I was really in the present moment. And my mind would want to future trip, but I really caught it. I was really aware of the desire of my mind, and out of habit, of my mind wanting to pop out and go somewhere else. And so that was my first journey in that uh, of the day, was literally sitting with that drum. And the drum is like the beat, it's faster than your heartbeat. I sat with that for 20 minutes. Of just that drum and drum, beep, 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 it was great. It was amazing. So I also realized when I was chatting about or or chatting with the grizzly bear, and how time constraint how I could best use my constraint of time to my advantage to my learning, how can it best serve me, what I heard, I know, you know what, this was not in that specific one. This was in a different one when we had written out some questions and we were just to listen for answers. These, This is the answer. These three sentences I'll read to you out of part of it, but um, these are some of the answers that came to me. About time and my perceived constraint, you know, around the negative and how to shift it to the positive. And so I asked the universe, and this is what I got We give you all the time and space that you need. You will always, always, always have all the time and all the space that you need until you are ready to move on to the next phase, your time will stand still. So while you're in the future, you're not in the present. Your time stands still. We will move your time when capital Y-O-U are ready, not when cap- small Y-O-U are ready. Use your time with love, in love, and enjoy. That was pretty big for me. Those two sentences of until you are ready to move on to the next phase, your time will stand still and the explanation and then we will move your time when you are ready, not when you are ready. That was super powerful for me because I get it. I mean, do you do you understand, so when the, the bit, when you are ready, like the entirety of me, when I am ready to move forward, versus my small little mind is ready to move forward, that is what I was being told. When you are ready to move forward, you will move forward, not when you are ready. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just I got it. Like I heard loud and clear. moving forward will happen like my next breath is going to happen no matter what I don't have to plan for it I just have to be present with this breath so a lot of changes for me in the last several weeks of taking time off which I almost was hesitant in doing even that because I felt like what if all those ideas go away or what if that motivation isn't there or what if I lose momentum? It didn't happen. I'm still here. (laughs) I mean, I think we probably all think that maybe some of us think that maybe some of us don't, but I think we all have that. And it's again, it's a fear, right? I have to come back to it's fear or it's love. That was fear, fear of letting go, fear of not trusting in the universe, fear of not having faith. And when you're future tripping, there isn't any trust. There's no trust in anything when you're future tripping because you feel like you have to plan it because it's not going to happen because you don't trust. Oh, yeah, I learned so much in the last two weeks, well, three weeks, that I didn't even know was going to happen. Um, and I'm so, so, so grateful for everything that happened, for everything that transpired. Mm, I hope that this has helped you and has served you in some aspect. I hope that you've gotten something out of this talk that we've had today, this chat about setting your intentions or setting your goals or your resolutions and how that can happen for you or unfold for you. And if you're future tripping, I hope that you have heard something that has sparked curiosity or even opened up a conversation within yourself. Mm. Until next week, I hope you have a fabulous week. Blessings.